the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are looking at a dynamic within spiritual warfare that reminds us that our eyes need to be continually focused on Christ. Our lives need to be directed toward Him at all times. Otherwise, we start losing. Join us. The Israelites are fighting the Amalekites, and as long as Moses has his staff lifted up in the air, well, the Israelites win. But every time he sets his hands down, well, they start losing. So it's a spiritual dynamic that's being laid out in front of us here today that we are going to explore and understand the significance of what goes on in the life of Moses here and what we understand of Jesus. Won't you join us for today's broadcast of Way of Grace from Grace Bible Church in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com. Here's Pastor Jesse. There must be growth in grace. There must be an expansion of your comprehension. There must be a deeper capacity to analyze the wiles of the devil and address them at the contemporary time. Because the battles that our forefathers just 50 years ago was fighting was nothing like we're dealing with today. 50 years ago, they did not deal with what I taught you was God gave the dragon a big mouth. Revelation chapter 13, remember? And a mouth was given unto the dragon. 50 years ago, they would have never even understood that mouth. We know that mouth today. It is your gargantuan system of social media that's so intrusive in our lives that it is transparent transformational at the sociological level. Did you hear what I just stated? So many of us know the enemy that we're dealing with. And I'll talk to you about it in a minute. It's called propaganda. We know what we're dealing with. You can't have a society changing in the way in which our society is changing today without an effective propaganda campaign. You can't be looking at what's going on and stupidly say, oh, no, how we acting so crazy. Somebody been talking relentless, ubiquitously, unending until there was a change. Moses understood that God called Israel out to worship the true and the living God. Did you know that? He said it. He said it very plainly. Tell, Mo- tell Pharaoh to bring my people out that they might worship me. Did you know that? Tell Pharaoh to bring my people out. Exodus chapter 5, verse 1, and then Exodus 7, 4. Look at Exodus 5, 1. Notice what God said to Moses. He says, after Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, thus said the Lord God of Israel, let my people what? That's called liberation. But it's not liberation to anything. It's liberation to worship. Here it is. In order that they may what? Hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. Feasting is what we do every time we come together. 
So you and I are all called to worship God. We're called to worship God as God's sons. We just learned that. Now look at what it says over in chapter 7, verse 4. Listen to what it says. But Pharaoh will not listen to you. Do you see that? That I may lay my hands on Pharaoh. I love that. Lay my hands on Pharaoh getting ready to have his, have his head laid on by the hands of God. God lays his hands on everybody that acts a fool. And bring forth my what? Say it again. Brings forth my what? So God views us as his sons, but he also views us as his. Even before they left, God had already constructed in his own plan that they would be an army. And he, guess who he told first? He didn't even tell Israel that. He told Pharaoh. Pharaoh, let my army go. Y'all got that? Let my army go and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Egypt. I'm going to do it by great judgments. But Pharaoh's not going to let you go, but I'm going to see to it that you go. And when you go, you're going to go an army. Did y'all hear what I just stated? Let me show you the picture. Can you pull up that image I shared with you to pull up? I want you to see what the enemy sees of Israel as they're traveling through the wilderness. And spiritually, this is what they should see with us. But that's a whole nother conversation. I'm talking about the church. Do you see the picture? If you look carefully at the picture, you can see all 12 tribes encompassing Jehovah in his tabernacle. Can you see it? Can you see in the center of the people of God is what? Worship. The people of God are identified by worship. And if you and I were going deeper into the metaphor, into the analogy, into the optic, you would see the Shekinah glory there. And you would see the cloudy pillar there. And it would be an emblem of God's presence. That means God is in the midst of his people. And when they travel, they traveled in that formation. Told you formation leads to information, which leads to what? Lord, help my people to get it. And this is supposed to be a public witness. Like God's people should not be afraid of what the world thinks because you worship every Sunday. See, the enemy just came in about two and a half years ago and told you you can't do it. Now, a whole bunch of Christians were Egyptians on that day. I'm sorry, they were. A whole bunch of Christians were Egyptians. I could go deep into it. I told you I'm in the rabbit hole. I see the enemy. I see the enemy. I see that we don't know our identity. And I see the same thing happening then. It's happening now. God teaches us. Is he teaching us? Says, listen, and guess, look at all these people on the hillside. Do you see all these people? (laughs) Do you see all these nations? Uh Uh-oh. Here they go. They right up on us now. Because God meant for them to see God leading his people through the wilderness. They need to be scared. They need to be fearful. They need to worry about how they're going to negotiate this encroaching army, don't they? Now, if they're smart, all Israel wants to do is pass through. But now if you act a fool, we got to go to war. See what I'm getting at? All they wanted to do was pass through. Man, we just, man, we trying to go home. Man, we don't want to argue with you. And here you are clowning. We trying to go home. And really, this is the paradoxical truth of the people of God. I'm going to give you the last part first and keep going. We're not here for war. We're here for peace. We are not here for war. We're here for peace. 
Am I making some sense, children of God? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. For us, the war is spiritual. We're not, we're not seeking to harm one human being physically, emotionally, psychologically. Our job is to help you understand that you have an enemy that you need to reckon with, and the only one that can handle him formidably is the true and the living God. We're not here to fight you. And every time the church gets trapped in fights at the political military level, it has become an antichrist system itself. That's another conversation. But you do have to learn how to fight. I've already told you it's a good fight of faith, laying hold of eternal life. Look at that. They ought to be scared. That's the people, the ragtag team of sinners that Angelo talked about. The ragtag team, a crazy, hard-headed, rebellious, complaining sinners that God brought out of Egypt. These are the folks we've been talking about for the last three, four weeks, complaining about bread and complaining about water and how hot it is and how they want to go back and hang out by the flesh pots of Egypt. They're being transformed into soldiers. Because, remember, deliverance leads to development. That leads to deployment. We are in the developmental stages of our transformation. Y'all keeping up? All right, let's keep going. Point number two. I love this. Moses understood warfare. Look at, um, look at um, chapter uh, 12, verse 17. Chapter 12, verse 17. This is Exodus 12, 17. Notice what it says. And you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread for in the selfsame day that I brought out your what? Armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall you observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. This is where the children of Israel are locked in paradigmatically to the Passover. They have their essence right here. This is the essence of their identity. Pasha, Passover, okay, the Paschal Feast. And it points to the one who is what? The Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Israel, excuse me, Israel was brought into existence for this very purpose to be the conduit for the coming of Jesus. God brought it about, even with all of the crazy conduct of Israel, didn't he? And God will finish his same plan even with us. He who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Come hail our high water. Let me see. Give me verse 51. If it's a verse 51 in Exodus 12, I think it is. It's a long journey. Here it is. And it came to pass the selfsame day that the Lord did bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their See, God had already seen them as an army before they saw themselves as an army. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might that you might stand against the wiles of the devil. And having having done all to stand, right? Having your loins girded with truth, right? Having on the breastplate of righteousness, Put on that helmet of salvation. Take up that shield of faith. Have your feet shotted with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Draw out the sword of the spirit so that you can go to war when it's time to stand for your own soul and the glory of God. You're a warrior too. You are a, you're a soldier too. You just don't know where your panoply is. You walk around in your drawers. Most Christians walking around in their drawers. 
Am I telling the truth? Somebody, so raise your hand if I'm telling the truth. Most Christians walk around in their drawers. I can tell you some stories. The Roman soldier, when he was not deployed for a particular campaign, when he was taking a break, even if he found himself at the tavern, you know, it gets tough. He never took off his gear, his main vital protective gear. He never took off, kept his sword with him. His shield wasn't far by, his helmet wasn't far by, but even when he was trying to rest, he knew that the enemy was always creeping up on him. My brothers and sisters are walking around in their drawers. Not good. They think that we are not in a warfare. You're walking around in your drawers. Point number two, the understanding of Moses. I love this. He understood that warfare is part of what? Worship. So point B, worship does what? It exalts God. Let me, let, me, let me see if I can help you. Notice what Moses said in verse 8 again. Here's what he said. Uh, verse, uh, let me see, verse 8. He said, verse 9, I'm sorry. Moses said unto Joshua, choose you out, men. Go out and fight with Amalek tomorrow, and I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. All right, let me expedite through this. When God called Moses... He called Moses and he says, you got to go into combat for me as my mediator against Pharaoh. And Moses was complaining because he wasn't gifted intrinsically and no man should take this battle unto themselves. This is how you know you're not ready when you think you are. And so what God told Moses to do is say, see that rod you got? See that rod you got for shepherding the people? See that rod, Moses? That rod is going to represent my power. Because you are going to be my under shepherd. I am the shepherd of those sheep that are in the pinhole of Egyptian tyranny. Did y'all get that? This rod is going to speak for me. So him and Aaron go in and they have a battle with the magicians and the rod swallows up their snakes. In order to indicate the power of God over the power of the enemy. Then as they head out, God just starts to destroy all the gods of Egypt, starting with the Nile River. Big old God. Turn that into blood. He uses the rod. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He smites all of the gods of Egypt and then finally kills the greatest emblem of their gods, which was their firstborn. That's when Pharaoh said, man, y'all hurry up and get out of here. See what I'm getting at? Freedom requires the destruction of gods. And that's even true in your life. Freedom requires the destruction of gods. And the rod that's going to put an end to those idols that you and I allow to run our life is the rod of God's son. See, Moses is not lifting himself up. He's lifting Christ up. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. I will liberate them. Now is the judgment of this world. Now is the prince of this world cast out. Once I'm lifted up, I'll bring my people to myself. And God's rod is God's son. Do you believe that? All power and all authority and all dominion has been given unto me. This is Isaiah chapter 11, verse one. A rod out of Jesse is coming to handle his business. Isaiah put it this way in Isaiah 53, 1. Whom shall the arm of the Lord be revealed unto? Who will believe his report? I ask you today, do you believe Jesus is the power of God under salvation? I ask you that. Now we plan church. We plan church. 
Soon as one of them emails come to you, you go bow down to Pharaoh again. We plan church. Are we not? Soon as that, soon as the decree come down, we're going to tremble in our boots. Tremble in our boots. There it is. Look at that. Moses knows what he's doing. He says, I'm going to go stand upon the rock. I'm going to teach you a few more things. Y'all got time? Teach you a few more things. So God help my people to get this. We're on to point number three, the understanding of Moses. He understands that, that God is to be worshipped because in the exaltation of God, God shows up. Guess what? Moses is standing on the top of a hill. The battle is down in the plains. Guess what? Everybody sees the rod. The people of God see the rod. The enemy sees the rod. Y'all got that? The enemy will have to reckon with that crazy man that's standing on the top of the hill with the rod up in the air. Because you know what? Oh, I got, I got to give this to you. How long can the rod stay lifted up? Is what the enemy is asking. Because if the enemy can outweigh you until the rod descends, he can win the battle over you. This is a battle of perseverance. This is a battle of endurance. This is a battle of sustaining your position and you need God's grace to help you stand. His whole job has been to just wait, 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 wait. They'll get tired. They'll let their guard down. We can get in then. Oh, I could just spread this out on so many applications. I'm a married man. I've been fighting this hellish war for 42, 43 years in a couple weeks, me and Miss Barbara. I've been fighting this war for being a godly man, for being a father, for being a husband. Fighting this crazy war. Fighting this crazy war. Do you understand what I'm saying? Fighting this absolutely insane war. Enemies coming everywhere to get in my home. Get in my kid's head. Get in my children's life. And it takes a piece of your flesh. I guarantee you that. You don't get to get get away with this unscathed. If you dare to be a man, you are waging war against this world. If you dare to be a real woman, you are waging war against this world. I promise you that. I promise you that. And all they need you to do is get tired. Here's the next truth that comes home. I love this. God has promised to fight our battles. Isn't that what he says? This is Exodus 14, 14. Give me 10, 15 more minutes of your time. I need you to get this, but I'm going to show you how it works. Here's what God said in, (laughs) I love this part. Look at this one. This is verse 14. Notice what it says. The Lord shall do what? And you shall do what? Oh, these are paradoxical truths. I taught this in our Friday night study, and, I, and I'm going to help you understand what that means. That doesn't mean you go around going, see no evil, do no evil, hear no evil. You're not monkeys. Christians don't think well. Biblical truth operates in the complexity of both ands and either ors, depending on when necessary. Did that make some sense? These are These are logical principles of how to delineate when you are going to do this or that or when you're going to do both. These are logical principles. Sometimes things are to be understood in the ambiguity of both. Did that make some sense? Sometimes you're going to operate in the both and principle. You're going to learn that here in a moment. Sometimes it's God fighting for us. And then sometimes it's us fighting with God. 
That's what's getting ready to happen here now. Think about it. Up to now, Israel did not have to fight. Are you getting some revelation, bro? Because see, God will train you before he gives you your first bout. And you get to enjoy God saying, I will fight your enemies for you. And that's what God did when he let Israel out. They got up to the Red Sea. They looked around and here come Pharaoh's army. Oh, oh. remember all that? Anyway, look, look at verse 15. Look at verse, look at verse 13. Go back to verse 13. Here it is. Here it is. I love this. And Moses said unto the people, do not fear, stand still and do what? See the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today for the Egyptians whom you have seen this day, you shall never see again. What a word of promise. What a word of promise. But look at verse 13, look at verse 12. I love this. This is Moses. God's training Moses. Here we go. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Verse 11. I I, I need to go to the text and find it. I should go. Uh, No, yeah, this is them complaining. And they said unto Moses, because there's no graves in Egypt, you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. There you go again. Wherefore you have dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt. Verse 12. I want to walk on down to it because I found it. I want you to see it. Is not this the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone? Remember what I told you? God's calling you out. You don't want to come out. Leave us alone. We good in Egypt. We're good in Egypt. We're good in Egypt. For it has been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. They haven't even made it through the Red Sea yet. Told you they were Egyptians. Didn't I tell you they were Egyptians? We're Egyptians in many ways. Next verse. We've already seen this verse. So what the text tells us, and Moses said unto the people, do not fear, the Lord is going to come through for you. I love this. He gives him a promise. Now look at verse 14. Look at verse 14. Verse 14 says, the Lord shall fight for you and shall hold your peace. Verse 15. Verse 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, why are you crying unto me, boy? Tell these children of Israel that they should what? Arise, move, and go. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. I know you see what's behind you, but you are forward-oriented people. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah, Lord, but I see a big old sea in front of us here. What are we going to do with that? You're going to walk through it. You're going to walk through the sea. After you stand still and behold that I can make a way out of no way. Y'all see what I'm saying? All right, let's keep going. Because Moses got that lesson. He got that lesson. He said, because remember what God said, Moses raised up the what? Man, this rod is bad. (laughs) Woo! I mean, on that, he's like, woo! Man, look at this, man. Y'all see that ocean? Woo! Do y'all see that? Man! Shh! That rod is bad. God made them to walk through on dry shod. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father but by me. The rod is bad. Is the rod bad? Woo! Moses said, all right, I see we're going to war. And I learned my lesson back in chapter 14. Hey, fellas, I'm going to the top of the hill. I'm not fighting this. God didn't tell me to fight. Joshua, I need you to gather together some fellows. I don't even know what y'all going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to the top of the hill and remind everybody that the Lord is the one that brought us out. 
and he's going to be the one that brings us in. Did that make some sense? All right, then. Point number three, the obedience of his brothers. This was so insightful. Lord, help me get through with this. This is so important. The obedience of his brothers. I want you to see this. There's a lesson here. So Joshua did as Moses had said unto him. Do you see that? So Joshua did as Moses had said to them, said to him. Do you see that? So Joshua did as Moses had said to him. I want you to get that. The commandment came down from God to Moses and from Moses to Joshua. And you got a man who is not complaining about his assignment. We are out of time today. We'll close our program out here and pick up where we left off next time we're together here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. We trust it was profitable in your walk and relationship with Christ. Our goal here at Way of Grace is to make sure that you are growing in Christ, that you are living a life worthy of the calling that has been placed on your life from the gospel. If you have questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, you're welcome to reach out to us here at Way of Grace. Our phone number is real easy. You can reach out to us at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. You can also reach us at our website, grace-bible.com. And you can email us from that website as well as find out more about us, who we are, what we believe worship opportunities. In fact, our worship opportunities are really quite simple. Sundays at 1030, we meet here at the church in Hayward. We also have a Friday evening Bible study at 630 and then a Tuesday evening prayer and Bible study at 630 as well. For more information, again, grace-bible.com or call 510-886-9782. Reach out to us by mail if you want to write 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. The zip code is 94541. As always, it's a pleasure spending time with you here in God's Word, growing in His grace. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.